You don't get to be a seven-time All-American in the 800 without a ton of consistency. Years and years of injury-free training and properly executed racing strategy. What happens when that consistency gets interrupted, though? Robert Heppenstall found out when he tackled his first real injury as an athlete, keeping him on the sidelines for nearly two years. Robert is back, though, soloing a 224-1000 a couple weeks ago, and he recently moved stateside from his hometown Hamilton to join the District Track Club as an Under Armour athlete. This is a pivotal time for Robert, not only coming back from an injury, but making the transition from a collegiate to a pro athlete. And this week, we talk about all those things. I'm Michael Rokas, and Robert Heppenstall is coming up on this week's episode of The Terminal Mile. All right, man, 224.02 solo 1,000 uh, meter at Camel City. Uh, you're with a new track club as well. You're pro now. That's that's changed since the last time that, that we talked. I feel like it's uh, it's it's been a pretty long while, not just since you've been on the show, but where I want to start is, it, man, it's, it feels like it's been a minute since since I've seen you race at all. Like the results just like haven't been there. What Where have you been for the last couple of years? Uh, yeah. So, um, it's actually, it's actually funny. So the last time we talked would have been, uh, what March of 2019, right? Some, somewhere around there. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. 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 And, um, I had just come off like, um, a pretty good indoor season. Um, and then roughly about a month after I actually had a pretty bad, uh, injury. Um, I, ended up having some plantar fasciitis problems, which is kind of like the worst thing that a runner can go through. <laughs> um, and uh, when I first went through it, um, I tried to sort of cross-train through it, and um, it, it ended up developing into a worse and worse injury. Um, pretty much, long story short, it ended up cutting um, my season, that 2019 season, on <clears throat> uh, like I had to shut it down. <clears throat> and then um, ended up having to shut down the 2020 season as well. Um, due to the fact that it kind of developed into a plantar fascia tear, um, which sort of made me take back, like take a step back and reflect um, on what I wanted to do to attack this. Um, and my plan of attack was taking the long approach. I didn't want to rush back in anything um, prior to uh, the Olympics getting postponed in 2020. Um, I, I had already had my mindset on, you know what, I'm going to take the long-term approach. Um, I'm going to rest my body. I'm not going to try to, um, force anything for the 2020 season. And I, uh, just told myself, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to come back 2021 and try to go for worlds. Um, and then obviously sort of the pandemic happened. Um, and, and long story short, I get a, another attempt this year. So, uh, that's kind of what, what was going on with me. Uh, in the past about two years now, just um, dealing with uh, one of my first major injuries um, that definitely um, took a toll on the past two seasons. Oh, for sure, for sure. You, you know, I I don't know if you caught it, but we had uh, we had CPT on uh, a couple episodes ago, and and we we kind of talked about this uh, about injuries being. Uh, you know, almost a really not great, great way to learn, but a, a way to learn all the same. So like, what, what did you, what do you think that, that you really learned and, and what are you going to bring forward with you from, from this injury? Do you think? Yeah. Like I, I like up until March of 20, 2019, I, I had never, um, endured 
any injury longer than a week. I wouldn't even consider that an injury at that point, just more of like a soreness. Um, like every year I would get sort of sore calves from running in the winter. Um, I would maybe get like a little tight, like little bits of like hip tightness here and there, but nothing that would keep me out of a race, not like not to mention a season. Um, and I think what my injury taught me kind of looking back was that you really need to listen to your body and everybody out there wants to run fast. Everyone wants to go out there and, and crush workouts, crush, like, crush mileage. Like Everyone wants to be successful, but sometimes you got to listen to your body. And I think the one thing that I learned was that you need to, um, if your body says, I'm not ready to go, you do not go. And you, you do not push um, that limit of, like there's a difference between being like sore from a workout and potentially becoming injured from it. And I think over a certain amount of months, I had just been ignoring um, new pains that were coming through my body and I wasn't taking care of myself um, in terms of, I could have been like stretching more, I could have rolling out more, little things like that. Um, and I really learned the value of uh, maintenance through the recovery period. Cause like it, it, it's de- like being a younger runner and, and not being injured, you kind of develop this men- like the Superman mentality, right? Like you develop this mentality. Like I can go run as how many workouts as I want. I can run as fast as I want in recovery runs and I haven't been injured yet. So nothing, nothing's happened. Not like n- there's nothing bad that can come from this. Um, but I think my, like I said, my injury kind of built up over months and months and, and, and working really hard doing two, two, like, doing something like too much at uh, like at one time. Right. So I was doing, um, I was doing more than I needed to do at that point in the season. Um, I was really gearing up for a big, um, a big outdoor season 2019 to do, to try to go qualify for world. And I think um, I just didn't listen to my body in the meantime. So the biggest lesson that I learned is, is just in for anyone listening to this, just make sure you listen to your body and, and, because it's all—it's never going to lie to you. It's always going to tell you exactly what's going on, and and that's sort of the biggest thing that I that I took away. So even even to this day, if I um, feel anything kind of going wrong, like personally for like my lower body, I uh, I make sure that I'm stretching, I'm doing roll, I'm rolling out, I'm elevating my legs, uh, ice bathing, like whatever I whatever I feel that I need to do in order to make sure that I can come back and, and stay injury-free for, for the next season. Oh, man, that, that's, and that's, that's such a, a huge lesson to learn. And, you know, t- taking that over 2019 and 2020, uh, it must have been all that much more sweet for you. Uh, 2021, Camel City running 224.02. What, what does that time uh, mean to you, uh, especially running it solo uh, on an indoor track? Yeah, like honestly, like it's definitely a first, a full circle moment. Like, um, kind of where where I started my collegiate career. Um, I my first race was at Camel City, um, and and like I, I had a lot of experience with JDL. Um, kind of going into my first like race, and like it was like about twenty three months. I had no idea. I had no true idea where where I was at. Um, I've been doing really good workouts like up in Canada solo. Um, I've been doing a lot of, of, of good training and like being very consistent and definitely um, taking things slowly for the past about, about a year. Um, 
so again, I, I like in the past, I had sort of, I, I always had an idea of where I was at in the season. Like every, any month that I was in, I could kind of tell you where I, where I was, but going into um, like my first, I guess you could call it a race. I was the only one in the race. Um, but uh, going into like my first real attempt at a, at a time, um, it, it, I was I was just trying to get a good effort out of it, and I did not know what to expect. Um, I, I had a rough idea of where I was, um, just based off a few indicator workouts. But again, I didn't I, I hadn't truly known where I was. So um, just just finishing that and getting that um, really tough effort was very important for me, um, and it was special. I mean, it, it it's one of those things where you're kind of when you're in like the heat of an injury. And you're kind of at your at your worst of an injury. It's really hard to to mentally see yourself being to where you were, if not better, um, because like like 18 months prior to that, I would not have like imagined myself being able to run that fast again. Sort of the pain like after going through the pain that I, I went through with my injury, um, but just crossing the line and and, and feeling like. My, my body was healthy. My, I was definitely in the right mindset. Um, it, it, was, it was very special to me, and, and I'm very excited sort of moving forward um, into the outdoor season um, and, ju- and just getting some, some really quality work in. So you said you've, you've done the Camel City uh, thing before. One, the one thing that you haven't done, though, is uh, I believe you, you were flying from, from up here uh, in, in Hamilton uh, down to the States to Camel City in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, what, how is Camel City and, and the whole travel thing getting there? How is that different from, from the first time you were there? Uh, well, I, uh, I, um, I'm in D.C. now. So I arrived to D.C. Uh, the Monday before Camel City uh, to, to, to represent Under Armour um, at the District Track Club. So I arrived on Monday, um, and then we left for Winston-Salem on the Thursday. Um, and then, so it was a couple, it was a little bit of a quick turnaround, but it wasn't too, too bad. Um, but it's Camel City is definitely different. Um, I feel that when I got there, even though I knew we were in the midst of a pandemic, I expected, uh, it to have that crazy Camel City vibe that it's always had. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's, I, I, I give Craig Longhurst so much credit for putting on the meat that he did. Um, because I, it, it, it must be impossible right now to be a meat director trying to, go through all the, the loopholes, like trying to jump through hoops, I mean, mm-hmm. um, and, and to put on meets for indoors, right, for pros, for collegians, like, it's uh, it's tough. So it was definitely, it definitely was the best I think it could have been, uh, given the circumstances. So it was a lot different. I remember being in those Camel City races, and, and it, it's like a zoo running when you're running. You can't even hear yourself think at all, um, especially in, that, in those close quarters. But, again, I think, Given the circumstances, I think it was a, uh, it was a very, it was a very productive meet, and I think it was very, it was a great success. Um, so, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, like you've busted the rust now. Uh, you said you're you're excited to to move forward. You're ready to move forward. Uh, but I mean, like there there's that big question mark now. Is is there anything on the calendar as as far as that goes? Yeah, I mean. Um, so, well, I'm going to stay here in D.C., and um, I'm going to be training uh, with Under Armour again. So we're going to be in a pretty big training phase for the next few months. Um, and then we're looking at a few races in May um, and, and just trying to 
uh, hit some time. And I think we got a great group of guys here. Uh, we have we have so much depth that I, here we have guys, a couple 144 guys, 145, 146s. Like we have a bunch of 800 meter depth. Um, and the next few months are going to be really, really good in terms of training. And and the, and the great thing about us is that we have so much depth that we can just put a few of our guys in a race, and it's going to be super competitive, right? So mm. um, I think with us traveling together and trying to get in meets together and racing together, um, we're going to be uh, we're going to be competing against each other, like in practice, in racing. It's going to be um, always competitive, which is just going to drive us to be the best we can possibly be. Um, so in terms of the schedule, um, not a hundred percent sure yet. Again, um, sort of with everything going on, uh, it, it's hard to exactly tell what we'll be doing and when we'll be doing it. Um, but I would, I would like to get into, um, some pretty good races looking forward to May and, and obviously like nationals and going into June. Yeah, I mean, you've you've mentioned DTC a couple times, uh, District Track Club uh, down down in Washington D.C. and um, you, you know, I think uh, you you know, obviously Under Armour, huge part of that. Uh, you are an Under Armour athlete now, uh, which is uh, which is uh, super cool. So, what what is what's the transition to to pro life been like? And like, what what's the biggest change from being a Wake Forest athlete to being uh, you know a, a pro now? Um, well, in all honesty, um, I, I have only recently got here in the past about two weeks now. Um, so I haven't seen the transition too much. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed, um, sort of knowing some pros and, and, and obviously knowing collegiate athletes, um, the one thing I would say is, uh, the NCAA has, a lot of racing Mm. um that that's what i've noticed um just in terms of how many times people race in a year um like for a guy like me like who 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 does really well the more he races um it's definitely going to be a transition to sort of be ready at the right time um uh because like we in the NCAA we race all the time right like i'm like in terms of like conference to nationals to all the meets before that, um, you have outdoors, conference, like four rounds in the NCAAs. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities to, to run fast in the NCAA. Um, and from what I've noticed in the pros is um, some teams don't race as much. So that's going to be um, a transition for me is, is the bigger training blocks with the, the lesser, the less opportunity, not, not opportunities, but less times that pros race. So that's going to be uh, something, a transition. Obviously, changing um, living situations is always going to be an adjustment. adjustment. Um, So it's it's one thing that uh, I'm just going to kind of roll with the punches for the next few months um, and and just really let myself settle in in that sense. You know, I I want to ask you about the uh, the the Under Armour uh, stuff that you're wearing, just because they've really gotten into into the run game fairly recently. Uh, but as far as like a running shoe brand goes, like I I don't think that they've uh, they've really you know built up the cred yet. So I I want to know about the spikes. What can you tell me about about the spikes? You know, like how do they feel? Especially, I mean, like at this point, you've you've run in probably quite a bit of stuff. Like uh, like what what's the feel? 
Uh, great. Honestly, the one thing I love about uh, these spikes, um, they sort of fit my foot like a glove. Like I have a like a very unique foot type. I have a very, very wide foot, and it's very difficult for me to find spikes that sort of feel comfortable. Um, and um, it's, it's kind of been like the name of the game for the past few years. Um, and, and these Under Armour spikes, honestly, like uh, they fit me so well. Um, I feel that um, I feel forget that I'm wearing spikes sometimes, and I know that like the spikes that I've worn in the past um, have like kind of crammed my toes or crammed my feet. Um, but these ones, like I said, like I, I've had no problems with them. Um, typically, I would sometimes run in spikes like, before that would sort of give me like really tight calves and, and, and foot problems, which is kind of what sort of led to my injury. Um, but these ones, I, I've had zero problems with so far. I, obviously, I did the race in them. Um, I did a few workouts, um, and I love them. They're the Milers, like they're the, uh, yeah, the Miler Pros. Um, mm-hmm. It's sort of what we have for the... Um, middle distance spike and then for the distance spike we have again i'm just looking at them right now um these ones are also called the uh the kick the kick distance yeah kick distance i've worn these a few times um the distance spike feels really good too um they both have similar feels to me um and just just very uh breathable i mean they 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 uh the one thing about spikes that i like um, is when, like I said, you don't really notice when you're wearing them. Mm. And you don't feel like you're just wearing a really tight, uncomfortable shoe. Um, but they, they fit they fit great. Oh, man, that that's awesome to hear. That's awesome to hear. Man, the 800 in Canada has just been wild over the past couple of years and have just has just gotten so much uh, more wild as well, too. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've seen, seen uh, the, the crazy results from this year. Uh, you know, and, and just uh, from 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 a rop and uh, ah, man, it's just just wild. As as a fellow eight hundred meter runner, like how is that? How's that playing on you right now? No, I mean uh, obviously there's crazy talent in Canada, and I've always been um, a big advocate of Canadian talent. I think there's so many kids given the opportunity that can run super fast across all events in Canada. Just just even obviously being from Ontario, like um, alone, I've seen so many incredible potential athletes in track and field. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's awesome to see like a Rob is obviously doing great things on the track. I know he's run, um, he's expanding his like uh, range a bit. I saw him, you know, getting a really good mile. Um, obviously did super well in the thousand. Um, he's, he can run a good 400. So he's, he's, he's doing great. Um, I've seen, um, other, other potential 800 meter runners coming up. And I think in the next few years, uh, to come, we're going to start seeing 800 develop a lot more in Canada. It, it's great to see, honestly. Um, me personally, like I, I sort of just try to focus on, on what I'm doing, um, and focus on, um, training well, the way I know how to train and try not to let, um, sort of like fast times no matter what the event, no matter who it is, uh, try to affect the way I train or if I see people running really fast, um, now or in, in March, April, like I'm not going to, uh, let that affect my training or my mentality kind of, uh, for attacking a season. So, um, but it, it is great to see, like I said, um, people running super quick right now. And that just gives me, makes me really amped up for outdoors and, and what, 
what we can all do in, in the same race together. Oh, and you know, speaking of, uh, you know, increasing range and stuff like that, uh, the last time we talked to you, you weren't that far off of, uh, off of your 341, uh, 1500 meter. And, uh, you know, that, that, uh, you were a guy who was running open fours and, and, and eights and stuff. And that, that was a pretty, pretty quick time. What's, uh, what are you thinking as far as your future goes with like the 1500 and stuff like that? <laughs> I, uh, I've been saying for four years that I'm going to be a 15 guy one day. Um, <laughs> and I guess I, and I, I, uh, even longer than that, I always say, it. I just, I, I don't even know why I always say it now. No one believes me, but I do. I do see my future as as a um, moving in the direction of a fifteen hundred meter runner um, at some point. Um, but for now, I think definitely based on experience, um, a level of competition who I've raced, and and just overall training, I think the eight hundred um, will be the focus for now. Um, but I would I would like to get into some very quick fifteen hundreds just to test um, sort of my ability uh, up against the best right now, just because um, I think that I can do a lot better and I think I can get a lot more out of myself with it. Um, I think the 1500, what I've noticed with it, at least personally racing it, is that in order to run very, very fast, it's great to have experience with the race. And I think um, the more I race it, the, the, the better I can do. Um, the 800, like I said, I've, I've, I've done millions of them. So I think that my experience will take me farther than a 1500 would right now. But I, that's not to say that I'm not going to be developing into a 1500 meter runner, um, in the future, just given some more experience. So I would love to get in like, um, a race like Peyton Jordan one time where, um, they're, everyone's trying to go for a fast time and, and we're all working together to, to kind of maximize what we can do, especially at that time of year. Um, and, and just to see what I can get out of myself, I would love to just uh, cross the line knowing that like, I gave it up after everything I got and kind of testing where, okay, like, where am I um, in terms of in terms of this race? And, like, um, can I can I pursue this further and, and kind of transition to this sort of race? Um, but that's definitely going to be uh, in the future, I, I believe. No, fair enough. Fair enough. As you know, as, as far as that, that future goes, uh, what, what is the profile of, of the DTC? Like, is it, you know, is it a lot of like mid distance guys? Like, are you, are you in good territory as an eight guy? Will you be in good territory if you decide to make that jump to uh 15 or Hey, if you decide to, to be a five guy one day, you know, if, if that ever happens, uh, you, you know, is this, is this a good place for it? Oh, it's, in terms of depth, I, I don't see um, I don't see any other. I can't really think of just in terms of straight depth, like any 800 meter um, group. That's that's really better than 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 what we got right here. I mean, we have tons of 146 guys, 145 guys, 144 guys. Um, we've had guys that have multiple people who have represented the different countries at the Olympics. Um, people who have won at Worlds multiple times, uh, tons of experience, um, and and we 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 got a good we got a great a great um, training group here. And the one thing that I think that we have is we're we're all very competitive, and I've noticed that especially in my first practice um, with with the team. Um, I did like a fir- my first official workout with them uh, the Wednesday before JDL, and I can already tell. 
um, that we're all super competitive and we're all going to bring out the best in each other. And, um, yeah, so anywhere from 144s to 146s, like, we got it all. And I think that um, in, as we progress this season, I think we're, we're looking for some pretty big results uh, from the team across the board. And uh, we're just going to try to, like I said, load up some races and, 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 get, and get really competitive. Oh, man, I'm super looking forward to that. Um, you know, you, you just came off of a long stint uh, up here in Hamilton, and I don't want to blow up anyone's spot here, but uh, I'm kind of wondering, this might be super self-serving. Oh, it's totally self-serving. But, like, where are the best places, uh, say, for, like, an off-track tempo uh, or, you know, like, what what is the track to go to go train at here in, in the Hammer? Well, I can't tell you the track to go to because no one's allowed on track. But if you had to jump a fence, um, <laughs> I would say uh, I would say Bishop Ryan up on the mountain is where I usually used to go. Uh-huh. Um, I would go there, train there uh, in terms of tracks. Um, I like BT, Bishop Tonus. It's a pretty good track. Uh, if you want to do some tempos, obviously every Hamilton guy will tell you that the rail trail is the best place. I agree. Rail trail is great. Um, you got every kilometer marked. Um, I've done some hill, uh, some hills up in Longwood, Longwood Road on the west end there. Mm. Uh, Bayfront Trail is great, um, but especially like in this time of in this time of like when, when winter just passed, like Bayfront's great. I mean, it's not too it's not too crazy snowy. Um, that's what I would say. But definitely, if I had to pick one spot, it'd be the Rail Trail. That's it's hard to beat the Rail Trail. I'd say. <laughs> fair enough fair enough you just can't you can't you can't burn it too much going out you have to realize that you have to take a little bit of a time cut you know when when you're heading out (laughs) oh man i just spoke to to all five of our hamilton listeners i see you guys i see you guys Man, it's really good to see you, uh, you know, get get that result back on the board. And it sounds uh, it sounds like things are really moving in the right direction, especially heading into this uh, into this Olympic year. I, I'm super excited to see it, and I'm uh, I'm super happy we could uh, we could have you, you on the show this week. Um, yeah, do you do you have any any last uh, you know shoutouts that you want to throw out there before uh, before we call it? and then watch some track and field no i'm good i'm good that was awesome thank you again for having me on the show i really appreciate it um yeah looking forward to the season that wraps up another edition of the terminal mile big thanks to robert for being on the show this week and best of luck to him as he takes on a big outdoor season this year Hey, if you like the show, be sure to subscribe and give us a good rating wherever you're listening to this, whether it be YouTube or any of the major podcatchers, and be sure to pass this along to some of your teammates as well. That's how we can really keep this thing growing and keep it alive. As always, thanks for listening. This has been The Terminal Mile. My name is Michael Rokas, and remember, support your local Twilight meet.